1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 through 31. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles and gifts of healing, helping, administrating in various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but earnestly desire the higher gifts. And I will show you a still more excellent way. The Lord of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jerry, I like the little cliffhanger that this ends on. It's, it's exciting. Uh, it, it's already, exciting. it already teases us up for tomorrow. But I mean, it for, was great stuff, but there's I, more. I know, I know. <laughs> there's a more excellent way tomorrow. But so here, you know, we, we've just come off of this spiritual gifts section. Yeah. And he lays out all these different gifts of the spirit, uh, which, you know, it, it's a very um, interesting and challenging passage because, you know, it's it's kind of digging into the different ways that the spirit works that we don't all have the same access to, which mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. And then he, he brings it in here, you know, in, in yesterday's reading, the whole point is it's the same spirit. It's the same Lord, like at the center of everything in, that happens in the church of God, Christ is central. You know, God, the father is the source and, and, and center and subject. And so, now he turns and uses this this body metaphor, mm-hmm. which this is you know we we've kind of come through some deep waters of the the really challenging topics that Paul is dealing with, and so now we're in a more familiar passage. We've probably heard this a lot, especially if you have served in a church or worked in a church at any mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this language of you know one body with many members and, and many roles is used a lot. So Jerry, what are your thoughts on this passage? What it says to us today? 
uh, especially in light of its context and how we can apply it to our Mm -hmm. lives. Yeah, I think um, it's probably one of the things that we probably most tangibly like experience on a regular basis in the Bible, yet don't exactly realize it. And it's this feeling of like this person or this gift or this, you know, situation or whatever is less honorable. It's less needy. Mm. It's less important. And this thing over here is really important, deserves a lot of attention. And, and we just kind of naturally do stuff like that and think that way about people and abilities and whatever. And so this passage though, even though it's talking about the different parts and, it, and he did just come out of talking about how not everybody is the same. People have different gifts. Yeah. He is saying all of this to be like, look, you are the body and individually members of it. Mm-hmm. You are individuals and you are also one and you need to not think that some parts are unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. I love just remembering that like, he starts it with, you know, we were all made to drink of one spirit. And so God actually has baptized us into this body. Like I didn't choose will yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be a part of this family, to be a part of this people. I didn't choose a single member of our church. Mm-hmm. In one sense, we voted and affirmed people, but in a spiritual sense, like Jesus did that. <laughs> His spirit brought people in. I don't have a say. And who am I to say to anybody, like, you're not needed here. You know, you're not important, even in my heart, which no one ever says that out loud. Mm-hmm. But in our hearts, we can say things like that. And so that's where I think this is like so helpful is it just reminds us like, oh yeah, every single person that you see who's in Christ, who has the same spirit is valuable. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and contributes to this body. And mm-hmm. we can't say we don't need them. And uh, I just, I think that's so helpful. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. When this passage is lived out, it's what truly sets the church apart from all other human institutions. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a musician. So when I'm not, you know, basically outside of my like Christ covenant world, a lot of my friends are, are creatives or musicians. Some are believers, some um, aren't and, you know, everywhere in between in that sort of spectrum. And, you know, when you're in like a, a circle of creatives mm-hmm. where that's kind of like the unifying aspect there, there's this like type, there's, you know, this shared interest, there's mm. this shared style, there's whatever. And the same can be said of, you know, if you work for Brassfield and Gory or like Truist Bank, these sort of, sort of like quote unquote human institutions or, or circles, there, there's basically this like one type that, mm-hmm. that like fits in. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's basically like the people that you have commonality with. And so everybody's kind of like a hand or everybody's like an ear Mm -hmm. and so forth to use that body metaphor. What is like so awesome about the church is that it can bring people together who have seemingly nothing in common. Like if you were looking at a picture of an eyeball and a picture of a foot, like there's really like no thing that you can point to and say like, oh, well they have this in common. Like the substance is different. The utility and function is different. The Mm -hmm. shape and size and scale and whatever is different. I'm glad that I don't have feet on my eyes. Yes, yes. Where my eyes are. (laughs) There you go, there you go. (laughs) And uh, you know, 
that's what's amazing about the church is it it brings the eyes and the feet and the hands and the ears and and the lungs and everything together into this unified body yeah. to cooperate and, and that's so what I love true. about Christ's covenant is uh, like me and John Robert Cawthon have joked a lot about like we never would have become friends like mm-hmm. if we just like bumped into each other you know at a coffee shop or whatever right um, yeah. and we probably never would have even been in the same spots like accountant type banker guy and there, yeah. and a creative guy yeah, yeah exactly it's like very different exactly yeah. But like, there's so many, you know, within our church, within, you know, hopefully, you know, all the churches that we've all been a part of, there's these deep relationships where the uniting uh, and unifying force is Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, what happens there is it's not just like diversity and difference for diversity and differences sake, but we, we begin to become more wise we we have perspective we we have friendship that we never would have had elsewhere mm-hmm. and so the the strength of the church and the ability for the church to to function in our world uh becomes stronger and stronger as we you know begin to to unify our gifts yeah and so it, it kind of breaks down the dividing wall of competition mm-hmm. and you know totally. I, I love he he has that line in 26 if one Mm -hmm. member suffers all suffer together if one member is honored all rejoice together Mm -hmm. that's not a competitive you know he's the corinthian church is very competitive and i think like the atlanta church can be very competitive Mm -hmm. you know we're in a church or we're in a city that's all about hustle and status yeah and the the call here is don't let that come into the body of christ Mm -hmm. but when one of us uh, is exalted and, 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 you know, has something to celebrate. Like we all should rejoice together. Mm-hmm. And when one of us suffers, we all should suffer together because we're all part of the same body. So it's a really That's powerful so image for the blueprint of the church. Mm-hmm. No, it's so true. Cause, and I think that's, that's a good test of like, is the spirit in a people Yeah, is when others, and I mean, it's okay if we struggle with these things, yeah, but yeah. we should confess, we should say like, this ought not be. So absolutely that when such and such person who's of a higher status than me does well, that I'm jealous of them. Mm-hmm. Like I should rejoice mm-hmm. in, in what's going on with them. And when somebody is suffering, I shouldn't turn, you know, an eye. I should, or, or certainly not rejoice that they're like finally getting what's coming to them, but like come to them and like be a part of them because they're part of me. Mm-hmm. And if I was suffering, like I would want to take care of myself. He uses that word. He says, there may be no that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And it's kind of like the Ephesians five, like you know, love your wife in the way you would love your own body. Mm-hmm. Like when your body is hurting in some way, you care for it. This is what you do. And so when you see someone else who's suffering, who's in our church, you should be drawn to finding a way to help care for this person. That Absolutely. should just be our that should just be our instinct. Absolutely. And and it's not going to depend on whether or not they can give something great to you or honor you like none of those things matter anymore it's just you're part of my body mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i'm gonna like reach over and help you out another thing that's great about this is it redefines church for us mm. church is not i mean it doesn't redefine church but it hopefully helps us define church. yeah yeah <laughs> uh correctly church is not you know the it's not only the thing you come to on sunday as an event type thing mm-hmm. and it's it's not just the staff so like we even 
maybe in the same general vicinity in the body Mm -hmm. (laughs) um something a little more visible potentially or you know getting helping get things done structurally or teaching or something like that as like members of a church like staff members of a church but this is expanding the view of what a church is to be like it's everything from the toe (laughs) to to the to the ear like it's it's this whole thing and so that should just i think challenge our view of church too like when people say, well, what does the church think about X, Y, and Z? Like you're talking about one part of the church. Yep. And that's, that's not the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and this, uh, this challenges us in that. Another interesting section is the end, mm-hmm. which kind of goes back to the spiritual gifts. Yeah. So I'd love to hear any thoughts from you on that. Cause he, he kind of gives us a, a cliffhanger, but right before the cliffhanger, a little bit of instruction, earnestly desire the higher gifts. Mm. I think that is interesting. And I, I imagine he's talking about the things at the beginning of his list um, where he talks about uh, apostles, prophets, teachers, but he could be uh, getting ready for what's coming next too. Um, but I sort of lean towards, you know, he's talking about things like aspire to be able to use your gift to serve others like apostles and prophets and teachers were, were doing. Um, but yeah, any, any thoughts on that last little sentence there? Yeah. I mean, he, you know, it's, it's coming back to this idea that the, the church, it's certainly like a collective effort, but it's not without form. It's not without, uh, a a sense of like hierarchy of authority. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, he he walks through apostles, prophets, teachers, but you know, he, I, I think part of what is going on here is He's bringing up all these different roles. He's basically saying, like, are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. And then he ends it with earnestly desire the higher gifts. And I think the how I read this, at least, there's sort of this idea of, okay, find your role. Like, what is your gift? What what do you bring to the body? And, and press into it mm-hmm. and, and desire that. And then he ends with, but there's a still more excellent way. And so the ultimate thing is not just like being good at what you do. Mm. We'll get into what the ultimate thing is tomorrow. Um, spoiler alert, it's actually, you know, being clothed in the, the love of God mm. and, and that being the root from which you grow. But yeah, it, it's this idea of there is this system, there's this hierarchy. And so press into it and, and find your role and, and earnestly desire the higher gift. This is not like a place to become complacent. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm just like a hand, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. But it's like, well, be strengthened, you mm-hmm. know, and, and grow in skill. Yeah. I think that's a good word. I mean, there should be a, I mean, we should consider that with ourselves. I mean, are we earnest, are we earnestly desiring something from God to, to bless other people yeah. um, in the church? And uh, this passage certainly tells us to do that. So that's a good word. Amen. All right, well, for Jeremy Rooks, this is Will Carlisle, and we'll see you tomorrow in 1 Corinthians 13. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. 
1-800-285-1737 or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.